we would like to welcome you to our weekly broadcast of Harvest Worship Center's Sunday morning celebration service. We hope and pray that you will receive something from the Lord today. And we ask you to stay tuned at the end of the message for more information concerning our church. Again, thank you for joining us today. Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise. Can we do that? Come on. Big old praise. <laughs> Before you're seated, I, I, I'm, I usually don't do this. And uh, the only reason I'll even look at a text during a service is because I, sometimes it's the sound guys texting me stuff uh, that needs to be adjusted. And uh, so I got a text message a minute ago, and it was from Brittany Nicholson, and we just want to welcome Michael. He's sitting at home watching his first service with us today at home. So we love you. Come on, welcome him. Come on, let him know. Oh, my goodness. And for those of you that don't know... This is a man that was at death's door, but by the name that is above every name, the speaker of life. His name is Jesus, the creator of all things. He spoke life. He breathed breath. Our God is still a God that can heal and do miracles, and he's worthy to be lifted up in this house today and praised in this house today. Amen. What a beautiful name. What a beautiful name. we got to push some stuff aside. I'm going to tell you now. Um, for all you Tennessee fans, you won the first quarter. <laughs> I had to do that. I got some folks. I love y'all. You know I do, but I'm going to pick at you. But I think about that stuff, and I think how we put so much stock in that. And I'm proud that Trine won last night. I was proud of our guys. I was proud, proud of the win. But that don't mean nothing compared to what we're in this building to do tonight, today. And that is to lift up the name of Jesus. To praise the name of Jesus. Because there ain't no football game going to save your soul. But Jesus died on the cross. Aren't you thankful for that? He is the champion above champions. He is the king of kings. The Lord of lords. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be lifted up. He is worthy to be magnified in this place. Don't rob yourself of, your, uh, of worship today. Because worship is not, look, I'm the one that benefits when I worship. I'm the one that benefits. I'm the one. God is still going to be God. Whether I worship Him or not. He's still going to be praised. If you don't praise me, I'll cause the rocks to praise. All of creation to praise. He said, I don't need your worship because worship isn't about us lifting and propping up God. It is about us accessing the power and the presence of God in our lives. And through worship, we are touched by the hand of God and we are empowered. I don't know about you, but I need some empowerment of the Spirit in my life. How about you? So today, I want to pray and I got news for you. This place got warmed up at 8 o'clock. We had people in here praying. That was the challenge. That went in man cave, and that's the challenge that, that went on Wednesday night in my class. We had people in here praying, saying, God, we invite you to move in this house. You say, oh, yes. Let's invite the presence of God in this place. You can't get away from the presence of God. The psalmist tells us that. But there's a difference between not welcoming his presence Amen? I want to welcome his presence. I want to open myself up to the Lord today. How about you? Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you, God, that we have access 
to your throne today. God, that we don't have to sit on the sidelines, but God, we can actively walk into the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we thank you today. Lord, we praise you today. God, we lift you up in this house today. Lord, I pray, God, that, Lord, you would bind everything, God, that would exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ in this room today. Lord, I pray, God, that when we leave this place, Lord, there would only be one name on our minds. It wouldn't be the name of a church. It wouldn't be the name of a pastor. It wouldn't be the name of a song. It would be the name of the, that is above every name. It would be the name of Jesus. That God, it is through that name that God, hell trembles. It is through that name that healing takes place. Lord, it is through that name that we are saved from our sins. God, it is through the name of your son Jesus we ask for your presence to be here in a mighty way over the next little bit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give the Lord another praise as you're being seated. Amen. We're going to dive into this today. We'd like to welcome all those who are here. Welcome those who are watching online. If you're visiting with us today, we want to welcome you to Harvest Worship Center. And thank you for coming today. God is a good God. He's worthy to be praised. We're here today to magnify and lift him up in this house. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 6. We're going to continue through our journey uh, through the book of Acts. We have covered, so far, we've covered five chapters of Acts. And we have found that the church has uh, been challenged. The church has been empowered. The church now has seen phenomenal growth over just a short period of time. This group of approximately 120 believers is now in the thousands. I want you to think about that. And this is happening in a matter of weeks. They are seeing their numbers increase and multiply. And now they are up to several thousand people, at least over 10,000 people, just by what we've read in the scripture alone in just a short few weeks. Now, they are, they are beginning in chapter 6 of the book of Acts to go through a few tri trials. When there's growth, there will be growth pains. As a matter of fact, um, any of you that's ever had kids, uh, when they're growing, they it hurts a little bit. I, you know, you get to, you know every now and then Peyton comes. My knees are killing me. My hips are killing me. And that's his his growth plates moving. That's because he's growing. He's getting getting taller. He's getting you know uh, starting to change a little bit. And so that is a natural part of our development is growth as a body. And the Bible refers to us, to us as a body we will grow and as as we grow then there's going to be some growth pains amen there's going to be things that come along and in the early church in chapter 6 um, a lot of people think that oh if we could be like the church of acts the church of acts sometimes was a mess and if you want to if you dive through all of the, uh, the book of acts there were times when there were things that would come up that were where you were like wow i don't see what in the world is going on here well in chapter 6 of the book of acts some of their growth pains and you find this in the first couple of verses is that there's an argument that breaks out because we know according to Acts chapter 5 a spirit, the spirit of the Lord had moved so strong upon the body of Christ that they were beginning to sell, sell their property and bring it in and pool it together to help take care of the needs of, of those who were needy in the church especially the widows and the orphans there was a great need that arose because the church was different from any other group that had ever come into this area uh, in, in other words it was not an exclusive club, it was an inclusive club. They said, come on, come, you can come to Jesus. Uh, what, you, you've had a life of prostitution, you can come to Jesus. You've been a Pharisee, come to Jesus. You, 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 no matter how religious you've been or how, 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 how wrecked your life has been, you can come to Jesus. And this message was affecting this community, this world in a mighty way. And it was beginning to spread like a wildfire. It was growing uh, uh, in, in leaps and bounds. And so all of a sudden there's a dispute that breaks out 
between some of the Jewish people. They're saying, wait a minute, the, the Jewish widows that can speak Hebrew are given more food than the ones that cannot. All right, And so there's a dispute that breaks out. Instead of the church throwing their hands up and quitting, they go to their knees, they pray for anointing, they pray for guidance, and the Holy Spirit moves upon the disciples to set forth men of the Spirit to take care of the necessary things of ministry in the church. In other words, they said, look, we, we need to be raising up disciples. I shared with you uh, uh, in the previous weeks, it, had been, it was 250 years after Christ that there would be a written copy of the gospel for them to access. So right now, they were the gospel being written. Every day in their lives, the gospel was being written. So the, these eyewitnesses, these apostles, were the living, breathing New Testament. And so they were sharing the stories of Jesus. They were sharing the teachings of Jesus. And so the Bible was experiential. It was not just a history lesson. We need to get back to where we're experiencing the gospel and not just looking at it as a history lesson. In other words, I don't want to read that God can heal. I believe God can heal today. I don't want to believe God can deliver those who are possessed of devils. I believe he can today. In other words, it's an experiential gospel. And if you live your life anchored in a historical experience of the gospel, then that's what you're going to have is a history-based religion. I don't want religion, my friend. God has called me into a relationship with him. He has called you into a relationship with him so that we are experiencing the gospel. Amen. And there is a great difference between those who are living an experiential experience with God or living out an experience with God and those who have a reverent, quiet place for God that they like to put, you know, I'll pull it out on Sundays and polish off my religious self uh, and then I'll put it back during the week. Or I'll, uh, in other words, it's something they do on occasion. It's something they do on Sundays and maybe occasionally on a Wednesday, but they don't do it every day. God has called us to live out loud our faith every single day. The gospel is something that is to be experienced by us. And by experiencing the good news, then we are able to share the good news. I don't know about you, how many of you are working or going to school with people who cannot see anything good? All they see is gloom, despair. All they see is, is bad things. All they can do is see darkness in this world. How many of you are working and going to school with people like that and you're saying, you know what? They, they could use a little bit of good news. Oh, I've got news for you. We're to be that good news. That good news that Jesus changes things. I know that there are some stuff, there's stuff going on in the, in the politics of this country that I don't agree with. There's things going on that I don't agree with in our society. But I'm here to tell you today that God is so real in my life that I don't focus on those things. I'm focused on the good news that Jesus saves, delivers, heals, and sets the captives free. Are you focused on that today? Amen. So if you focus on the wrong things, you won't lift up Jesus. The Bible says, now in these days, the disciples were increasing in number. In verse 6 